welcome to The Happy Writer, a show about creating and sustaining a long-term author career. My name is Patty Jansen, writer of science fiction and fantasy. I've published independently since 2011. This show covers motivation, diversification, learning new skills and your place in your career. Come on in and be happy. Episode 45 of The Happy Writer, I'm going to talk about choosing an email list provider. This is a fairly important decision that you need to make quite early in your career. It's important that you consider the various aspects of this decision, because moving an email list can be quite an undertaking and might even lead to a loss of a certain percentage of your audience. Choosing the wrong email list provider can come with a lot of annoyance. So, in the first place, let's answer the question, why do you need an email list provider at all? After all, you have your website, and WordPress provides these plugins for free email list subscribers. There are two different options here. One of them could be the RSS feed, which is something that still gets used today, but that people are much less aware of. These provide notifications when you put up a new post on your blog. They also allow you to cross-post a blog post to other sites, including Amazon and Goodreads. You should do all of this, but it's not an email list. There are plugins on WordPress that allow you to write emails and send them to your subscribers, and send them and collect them through your website. These work quite well for small numbers of subscribers, However, the internet service provider where you host your website allows a certain number of emails being sent from your website per day. Some of them have hourly caps, others have daily caps, but at any rate, most of them do have caps. Some of them will ban your account once you've reached those caps, others will just severely throttle your reach. The allowable number isn't always easy to find because they don't like advertising it. Internet service providers absolutely hate it when people send a lot of email through their servers. It's absolutely fine for your normal email purposes, but when you start sending out mass email, most of them object strenuously. The ones who don't object I wouldn't want to be hosted with, because they're going to attract spammers and their servers are going to be blacklisted. The fact is, If you send an email to a few thousand subscribers, a computer will have trouble distinguishing you from a malicious spammer. The ISP will need to vet you before they'll allow you to do this, and many simply won't allow it. Dedicated email list providers have people whose sole task it is to keep the malicious spammers out and their servers in the good books, and this greatly impacts your deliverability. So if you have thought about using one of these WordPress plugins, that's perfectly fine, as long as you're emailing a very small number of people. But as soon as the subscriber number hits three figures, I would seriously start to look for something else. There are a number of email list providers in the writer space. They change all the time, and new ones are added as older ones price themselves out of the market or just quietly fade away. 
The main ones that writers will use are Mailchimp and MailerLite. Most writers start off with Mailchimp because they have the most generous number of contacts you're allowed to email for free before they start charging you. You can have up to 2,000 subscribers. However, once they do start charging you, their prices are also one of the steepest to rise. MailerLite also has a free subscription tier, which is set at a thousand subscribers, which is still plenty for you to get your feet wet and test. The other list providers only allow short free periods, like two weeks, before you have to start paying. At this point in time, the main players are ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, on the high end, and on the other side of the spectrum, Email Octopus and Sendy. Each of these are quite different. Each of them are also, with the exception of Sendy, reasonably well-placed in the tables of deliverability. Sendy is a program that you download and put on your self-hosted server. It uses your own domain for deliverability, so there is no general deliverability score. It's dirt cheap. But you may run into the problem I've described before, that your ISP won't want you to send emails from their servers. The main email list companies leapfrog each other all the time in whose service provides the best deliverability. Deliverability is a metric that is determined by what their customers have been doing in the previous few months. If a service manages to score a few bad apples, then the deliverability goes down as some of the company's servers are blacklisted. You have to understand that deliverability is a moving target and not a constant, and that all these companies will do their utmost best to improve it and keep it as high as possible. There isn't that much difference between all of them. Where there is a lot of difference, however, is on your end. What is the quality of your list? What are you doing with your list? How often do you email them? These things have a much greater influence on whether your emails are received and opened by the recipients than the inherent deliverability metric used by the email list provider. I think it is very important that you realize that choosing an email list provider is not about the deliverability of your emails. The companies are fairly similar. There will always be people who don't get your emails for whatever reason, Deliverability is also in your hands personally, and if you choose a company based on their deliverability, this is going to change in the future anyway. It's in the company's highest interest to enhance the deliverability as much as they can, and so they will do this. Another thing that's not a very good measure of how to choose an email list provider is open rates, and this is even before the latest iOS update. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, email list companies measure open rates by inserting a very small graphic file of just one pixel into your email. When it loads, the email is deemed to have been opened. Other than that this is not very reliably measured, the latest Apple OS update preloads the pixel regardless of whether the user opens the email, which, as you might guess, makes a dog's breakfast of open rates. You should be choosing your company based on other things, which is what you are likely to use your list for and whether you are going to aggressively recruit subscribers through ads and giveaways 
and whether you like their back-end user interface and which of their features you're likely to use. Are you going to sell through your website and will you need sales tracking? How much automation do you want? All this requires a bit of thinking into the future. But the first question should be, are you likely to take part in multi-author promotions where everyone puts their book on a page and readers can download for free in return for their email address? This is a very popular way of gaining subscribers. It's quite effective because these are not just random people. They're readers of your genre. And if the books in the promotion are all limited to the same genre, these are all highly targeted readers. If you are ever going to do these giveaways on a regular basis, I wouldn't recommend that you go with one of the very expensive list providers because the cost of maintaining your list will very quickly blow out of the water. At the end of the day, your list has to pay for itself through increased sales. You calculate that by tracking the sales from your emails for a certain time period and subtract the cost of maintaining that list. The variable you can play around with are your number of subscribers, your conversion rate, the quality of your subject lines and emails, and on the other hand, the cost of maintaining your list. As you increase your subscriber numbers, the cost will go up. But if your conversion rate stays the same, so will the income. You can try to increase your conversion rate by giving subscribers better deals and more opportunities to buy, sending more emails and making the sales links more obvious. On the cost side of the matter, if you can make do with an email list provider that's cheaper and offers fewer features, then by all means, do. There is no need to pay extra for an email list provider with all the bells and whistles if you're not going to use any of them. Are you going to want automation? Are you going to want templates? All these are things that authors are likely to use. You are less likely to use sales integration, automated advertising and websites hosted by the email list company. There are quite big differences between list providers in what they offer and how much they charge for it. But first you have to know what features you're going to want and how you will be using your list. Because if you're not going to do anything with fancy features, you don't want to pay for them. Most of the email list providers make you pay for however many email addresses you have on your list, except MailChimp, which has a list-based database. So if someone is on two separate lists, you pay for them twice. MailChimp also charges you for people who have unsubscribed because they are still part of your audience. Not that you can email them, but you can target them on Facebook ads which is a service they also provide. If you run your own Facebook ads, then you don't need to pay for this service. More and more of these companies are trying to be an all-encompassing platform where you can do everything, but they target larger businesses with deep pockets, and in this case, what works for those businesses may not necessarily work for you. So look very clearly what they offer and what you're paying for. At the very least, I suggest that an author needs templates to make your email pretty and automation that can take actions based on what the reader clicked in the previous email. Features you're much less likely to use are integrated advertising and things like SMS text services. 
Remember that even if you're not using them, you're still paying for them. On the other side of the spectrum, we have the very basic list providers like Sendy. They allow you to send emails of plain text. They do allow HTML, but you're either going to have to buy the templates or you'll have to write them yourself. And this can be a major hassle because these days the templates need to be mobile responsive. People say that plain text emails are the best, but plain emails are not very attractive. If you can't put pretty pictures of book covers in your email, then more people may open the email. I'm not sure if that's true, but definitely people are not going to click on a boring blue link instead of a pretty picture of your cover. Still, if simplicity is your model, Sendy is extremely cheap. It may run into difficulty because you download the software and host it on your own website, and if your internet host doesn't like masses of email being sent out, and most don't, you may need to buy a secondary service that does this for you, but even that can still be very cheap. I have done this. When choosing your email list provider, I encourage you to ask around for what other people use and then visit the company's websites and compare. Cost should go into your consideration for which company to choose, but it's only one of the factors. In fact, I would rate the most important factor the question whether or not the list provider integrates with the services you already use, like your website platform. Can you embed a form? If you use WordPress, do plugins exist for the specific email list provider? Does the email list provider integrate with the WordPress shop platform WooCommerce? Does it integrate with BookFunnel so you don't need to manually copy across email addresses of people who signed up for your promotions? Does it integrate with any other services you might use? This is quite important, and unless you run a very basic newsletter also something that will probably sway your decision. If people can't sign up on your website and then automatically be taken to your list, where automatically they get sent an email with a freebie that you're offering for new sign-ups, then it's all a huge pain in the butt and the saving in the long term is not going to be worth the trouble. This is why people tend to gravitate to the most used list providers, MailChimp and MailerLite, because when a new service opens up, those providers who are on the ball will negotiate with that service provider to integrate and they will build the necessary software to make it happen. MailerLite is extremely responsive to this, and so is BookFunnel. I've had both services write bits of code just for me so that I could do something. You don't want to go with a service that's not very responsive and considers itself too big to respond to individual questions of their users. That was the main reason I left MailChimp. I was paying $140 a month, and they took two weeks to get back to my email about a problem I had. So there you go. The features you want, how they integrate, and their customer service. Those are the most important things that you should consider when looking at an email list provider. In episode 46 of The Happy Writer, I'm going to talk about my writing process. Thank you for listening to The Happy Writer Show. Check out links and information about other episodes on my website at pattyjansen.com, where you can also find out about my books. 
You can support me by subscribing to the show or on Patreon at patreon.com slash Jansen.